<laughs> I don't like I don't like sitting here because okay, like, we'll switch. No, we'll no, 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 no. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm just not used to having people on both sides of me. If you don't, so I feel different. Okay, well, we can switch you. No, no, no. I really don't mind. No, it's okay. Isn't that a very Buffy thing to do? That's so Buffy. To be very, like... <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. I hate it. I All right, hate I'll it. Xander yeah. you. Yeah. Stop being such a slut. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, oh, slut God. patrol this week, right? Slut patrol. <laughs> Everyone is slut-shaming everyone yep. on this on these two episodes. It's Xander and Cordelia. They're, they're both, the like, they are literally the slut police. Yes, yeah. and they're just, like, feeding each other. Yeah. And it is just compounding. And they're just out of control. They're well, so yeah. out of control with the well, slut-shaming. Well, and Xander is is simultaneously slut-shaming, but also, like, really interested in all the slut stories. Yes. <laughs> so it I mean, feeds that, into it. Isn't that then... a straight man struggle? Is that <laughs> what that is? Like, yes, the struggle of the straight man. <laughs> God. There was... I had a lot of... Um, I was annoyed a lot during these two mm-hmm. episodes. Um, and we'll get to my feelings on the second episode. But, it's a very special episode. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, yes. It was definitely a very special. It was a very special episode. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um. Oh, now's the time. I think for so. Me to, for me to switcheroo. If you, I'm. This is. I'm finding out why your seat was better the whole time. Do you, do you feel better? <laughs> do, you do you feel feel so much better? This is you, so much better. You feel so much better. Yeah. Ugh. Usually I'm in the middle, and I have to just one day, and then I'll, you can have it back. Yeah. Okay. Just don't Icarus it. <laughs> I'll try to take her. Um, uh, welcome to Hellmouthy. I'm your co-host. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Okay, usurpation over here. She just Icarus it. Yeah, she did. Wow. Uh, Is that too close? All right, Kelly, take those it away. Wax, those wax feathers are <laughs> starting to curl. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I can't move forward. Welcome to another episode of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Mogi. We've got a very special guest with us today. Uh, a Buffy superfan with an accent. Definitely with an accent. <laughs> Georgia Macy, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Yeah, we're going to... I was trying to do some vampire pun. It's... Never mind. <laughs> so these episodes were a little light vampire-wise. They were. They were very light vampire-wise. Vamp- vampire. I mean, I guess wise. we have that really old vampire with the hooves. Cloven hooved. The hooved. The, the hooved He's so vampire. old he has hooves, which doesn't okay. track. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to like imagine his life and like the moment when he started feeling his fingers like going together and he's like, oh no. <laughs> like, so wait, happening. is the idea that the longer the demon possesses a human body, the more it turns into an animal? See, I don't know because it's like they're... Um, in the mythology, there is the idea that, like, there are very old vampires that originally were, like, kind of demony, mm-hmm. so they were never really that human. But then I remember thinking that, like, the master, if we want to talk about him again, I mean, she's got fine. a little master I crush. I like the master. <laughs> <laughs> it is nasty. Yeah, I don't know. Just be prepared. We're going to probably talk about who we find attractive. <laughs> that is a part of what um, we do here. Well, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but then there was, like, the idea of the master who was, like, they, there was the idea that he was so old that he kind of started, like, the demon side of him, I guess, manifested. Right. 
But he was introduced as one of the old, like an old vampire. Yeah. And he didn't even have sort of hooks. I guess he had, his fingers were long and gross. Yeah, his nails were long. <laughs> he had long nails. Yeah, he didn't have long nails. Is that like the next step? I guess, yeah. <laughs> like the lo- Maybe the nails back. grow into oh, they, a hoof. It's an ingrown nail. That's all <laughs> it is. It's an, it's <laughs> That's why nail. he's so angry. He's a grumpy Gus. Yeah, he's got pain in his fingers. Taquitos. <laughs> Okay, wait. So that is that is the first episode, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, we have two episodes this week, um, Faith, Hope, and Trick, and Beauty and the Beasts. Um, and we've got a lot of changes going on in the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, I mean, so we see in the opening credits that David Boreanaz is still there. So you kind of figure, like, okay, he's not, like, dead, dead. Right. Though in the – I was looking at the credits, thinking about it, and he's mostly Angelus in the credits. So oh, if you were if you were like an old if you refreshed everything, yeah. you might think Angelus is coming back. Yeah, that's we, true. People in this room now, it's Angel. Yeah. <laughs> we we know it's Angel. But it was I think that's interesting and probably adds more suspense, which I know it's the second episode, but to the the actions of the second episode. Yeah. Um But anyway, the first episode, Faith Hope and Trick, we open with uh Willow being afraid to grasp her fate as a senior and leave and campus, leave campus. which literally means walk across I know. the street to, yeah. the <laughs> to I where mean, they can see you. Yeah, it's not like they're really taking wing and no. running off. No, they're not like going to In and Out. They're they're going across the street <laughs> to eat prosciutto. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful charcuterie plate. Which um, all right, Buffy. Usually I'm Team Buffy like on everything. Oh, but on- whoa! What do you have to say about this? Her trying to come at Martha Stewart and saying Martha Stewart yeah. doesn't know how to serve prosciutto. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Martha was serving prosciutto when you weren't even a slayer yet. That's like, okay. stop. Oz yeah. had Martha Stewart's back. <laughs> he did. And I thought it was hilarious because this was like before Martha Stewart went to jail. Right. And yes. yet they're still talking about how, you know, she could slay if she wanted to. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're taking a peek at like a pre Martha Stewart in jail world. Yeah. The world crazy. would never be the same. No. <laughs> God. Ugh. Yeah, and like so I guess Buffy is not in school and just hangs out at home. Well, I think the idea is that she's not in school. She's waiting to get her meeting. Mm-hmm. And so she knows the only time she's going to get to see her friends is lunch. Yeah. So she spends all morning preparing, preparing a beautiful picnic. Beautiful picnic. Um, and then, all right, this is the beginning of the slut shaming. But before we get to that, we have Willow say to Buffy, like, do that thing that boys like with your mouth. Yeah. Okay. When she says that and then she's like, that's not what I meant. I was like, that is so aggressively in the, like, the <laughs> province of sexual that, like, you could not have not meant that. Like, you're just trying to be cute and everyone's. She's through it. Or or is she that naive? I don't know. I I usually <laughs> love Willow. Okay. But I was having some issues with her <laughs> insane like level of naivete adorability at the mm-hmm. beginning of this. Or, or maybe she okay, maybe she does know what she's saying. She's trying to be cute because then Oz is like, I like the thing you do yeah. with your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, their smug so. couple situation was bananas i couldn't stand like when they were both like they're like get ready to uncouple okay ready and i was like stop like honestly even them making out at the bronze i'm so oh, not they're slow they're slow just like I'm lip brushing going like, he has a van go to the yeah, van, go to the van. <laughs> there, it's, you could have so much more fun in the van and bother so many fewer people it, like maybe me. that's part of their thrill you know maybe they're voyeur or wait 
Warrior? No. Yeah. Exhibitionists. <laughs> we're wrong voyeurs. side. We're involuntary voyeurs. voyeurs. We're, yeah, no, we're like strapped to it. <laughs> we're clockwork orange having to watch them do this. Um, but that opening scene is the first time in the episode that Xander jokingly calls Buffy a slut. And in a really gross way, too, yeah. by the way. Like, <sighs> you little slut. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, God. Oh, uh, ugh. Yeah. Xander was creep factor 10. Yeah. Yeah. No. This episode, anyway. <laughs> he's like feeling too bold because he's obviously been working out a lot and is wearing very tight shirts. Have you seen? How well, tight and he's his dating are? like literally the hottest he's girl. He's dating in the hottest girl at school. So now he, he thinks he's invincible, but he's like, he's so unctuous. Like, he's so yeah. gross and like. Ugh, when he does like slut, like it's like he's like rolling it around in his mouth like a yeah. Werther's. Oh, yeah, he's tasting <laughs> so it. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, but if we talk about people with swag who who are actually kind of awesome, we have to talk about Mr. Trick. I oh, love yeah. Mr. Trick. I like Mr. Trick, and he's a modern vampire. He is. He, is a he modern knows vampire. about the internet. Yeah. Oh. I loved that part where he's like, we're going to get a T3 line. There's fiber octa. I was like, yeah. this is just peak yeah. turn of the century technology talk. And he's on the right He's on the right side of history. Yeah. yeah. Like, he knows how to make things efficient. Mm-hmm. Plant yourself in the place where killings happening left and right. Killings happening left and right. But then be accessible yes. to every other part of it. Like, right. if you want to DHL a Filipino yeah. girl or something, yeah. whatever he was saying, I was like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, no, when he said, like, awful, a Filipino, but I was like, uh, yeah. huh. But I think you could do that on the dark web. Oh, I wanted to ask you. You probably could. Yeah. That's great. Because I wrote this down. Like, how does human trafficking work? I'm sorry? I just, well, okay. Like, do you do it on the internet? I mean, in modern times, I, okay, my understanding of human trafficking, I would say, is a few long-form articles and a lot of episodes of SVU. Right. But my understanding is, yes, okay, the you use the internet to okay. get in touch. But I think old school, like maybe in the 90s, you knew a guy who knew a guy. Okay, okay, okay. I was just wondering if Trick was, like, revolutionizing. <laughs> what, like some evil human tra- traffickers saw this episode and were like, no, no, huh, no, no, no. That's a in, great idea. In the Sunnydale universe, like, in, in, in there, like, is he being revolutionary or was it then at the time that I don't think that this episode of Buffy planted the seed to move human trafficking to the dark web. I don't <laughs> think that's what happened. Just took it to the next level. I mean, <laughs> it's that thing that they say about the internet, right? Like, that, um, like, the like crime and sex are what pushes technology forward. Oh. So like as soon as you create the internet, it's going to be populated with sex criminals. Oh. Cuz you're like creating a space for them and then that's the place they can go. Cool. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, well, I knew that, but I just Yeah, it's it not never a pet theory. It articulated. But yeah, it's so so I um, believe like I made up. <laughs> I feel like before there was a GeoCities page praising Angel's abs, yeah. there were several <laughs> several <laughs> megabytes of human trafficking happening. Yeah. Okay. Angel'sabs.geocities.com, guys. <laughs> Check it out. Is that for real? I don't know. Oh. I'm sh- I bet it was then. Uh, we do get to see his booty. Yeah. yeah. It He's... looked like maybe he was sent back in time to kill John Connor. Yeah, the way that they introduced him. Yeah. This. <laughs> this is so Terminator esque. And then I was like, oh, upper butt crack alert. Yeah. 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 You get to see, I mean, if you took all the parts of his body we've gotten to see so far, you could probably do a full backle. What is backle? Like the opposite of frontal. Oh. <laughs> 
guys. I feel like my I keep dropping these creepy things. And none of you know what the point. You're gonna be like, I invented the dark web. Well, I think I know this now why she turned to you and said explain human trafficking. From your hobby. No, guys, human trafficking. Like clearly you have an encyclopedic knowledge of human trafficking. Oh, but yes, I do think we could see the whole backside. And probably yeah. whole front side minus, I guess, his peen. Yeah, I mean... And his shins. I feel like we've yeah, never seen I don't shins. think we've seen... <laughs> He's the... not a short-swearing man. Okay, you know, like, that muscle in the front, that quad muscle? Yes. I don't think we've ever seen it on him. Because no. he doesn't wear shorts. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it would be awesome if he did. So Angel always skips leg day. He yeah, no. Does. He's no, like, going to be in leather pants. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Leather pants. That's true. We always see him in leather pants. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, um, but I love. I okay. Part of what I love about Mr. Trick, love that he's forward in the, with technology. That he's got a little sass. He has no loyalty. He's like a a high tech spike in some ways. Like his loyalty yeah. is to himself. And I also love that he orders fast food from the backseat of a limo. Yes, that's awesome. And also, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the spike thing, because yeah. I was reading the trivia for the episode uh-huh. on IMDb, and it said that he was actually a frontrunner for the role of Spike. <gasps> oh, damn. It was between oh. him and James Morris. He would have been so good. Would he have I been mean, doing a British accent, do you think? I don't know. It would have been yeah. so different, though. It's yeah. interesting to think about that. Because he brings much more, well, I mean, I don't know, but like his portrayal of this character yeah. is much smoother, um, whereas like... Spikes is so obviously an affectation, and mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know, pretty lame when you think about his like origin, which we actually don't know about yet. Yeah, right. in the show, but <laughs> but I think yeah, that's really interesting. That would be a really uh, interesting. That's so cool. Universe. That would have been so interesting. Um, also, in Buffy's dreams, Angel is always wearing. Oh, because okay, we should talk about Buffy had a one of her like dreams, mm-hmm. um, and. Wait, what the fuck is happening in this dream? This isn't. She's, like not, she, she's at the bronze. Right, All right, of her right. friends are, are sitting, sitting at the table with like zombies staring mm-hmm. at her. They're creepily watching them. Yeah. Like they're watching a play or something. I thought yes. it was very strange. Yeah. Um, I had some thoughts about that dream. So I feel okay. like, um, so in her dreams, Angel is always wearing like lighter colors. Like mm-hmm. he's always wearing white, which he never really was. I mean, he always wore like. Sometimes he'd wear a white t- t-shirt underneath his black sweater or whatever right and there was the one day of the tan fleece that he wore oh which (laughs) never forget we never forget the tan (laughs) fleece um but i mean i feel like it's pretty i don't know on the nose like yeah that was what i wrote innocent i when i was taking notes like there the dreams this season so far have been subtext less yeah, like they're okay. just like, oh, Buffy feels like her friends are all paying too much attention to her, and she yeah. feels on the spot. And Buffy feels like she still loves Angel, but she's sad because they can't be together, and he ki- she killed him. Like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. There's nothing like to decode. Like we already get it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and and when the four friends are just sitting and watching, I mean, it's both that she feels like she's fated and expected to do something, yeah. and everyone's waiting, and also that like their stillness is how she sees them Mm -hmm. where it's like if she's not with them they are in stasis and Mm -hmm. like it's just her selfishness i guess yeah kind of showing through well and it's a weird thing too i mean i think i get like narratively why they have these scenes because they want to remind us of the chemistry between buffy and angel how much buffy loves him and because on paper it's a bad idea 
He murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. He murdered her, one of her teachers. He is has evil inside him. Yeah. <laughs> her being around him leads him to be more evil. Like on paper, she should be done with him. Yeah. But the the show wants to remind us why she's not. I don't know. I would have liked a flashback rather. Yeah. Than another one of these dumb dreams. Yeah. And also like Or maybe a dream where he's wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see those shins. I I the problem with like the dreams for me is that like good ain well, I mean this is just I think more me than what the show is doing, but their chemistry, like her and Angel's, is just so unappealing to me because it's very like teen dreamy mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. Um, so seeing like the good Angel and her like being lovey-dovey together, I'm like, I get it, but I'm not rooting for more of it. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I get why she's, like, pining away, but, like, I'm like, okay, you're done with that. Like, let's move forward. I agree. It does feel more like closing it off and moving ahead than than wanting to get back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a big Buffy Angel person anyway, but... (laughs) Yeah. It just didn't feel like, yes, they have chemistry, but the whole... Actually, this episode and the next episode, I felt that... It made more sense for her to just move forward, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't. Yeah. It's like she was trying to with the sad character, Scott Hope. Wow. Okay, Scott. (laughs) Who has no hope. Hold up. His last name is Hope? Yeah. I was going to say. He is the titular Hope? He's the titular Hope. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) That sucks for him. Wait, why? Because his life really fucking sucks. His life isn't that bad. Ryan. (laughs) His two friends died. Right. His two friends and they died. They were shitty one, friends. One killed the other one. Yes, but he's gonna go away to college, and he's gonna have a growth spurt, and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna like live a beautiful life. Like, I I think Scott Hope has hope for a great adult life. He's having a rough teenage experience. Yeah. I grant you. Yeah, but he's awkward and charming. He's gonna be very interesting when he gets older. Exactly. I guess. He's already into Buster Keaton. Yes, that I know. was That's interesting. That's mature. That's I, mature. I mean, really, it was yeah. a sign that he's not right for Buffy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but we already was... know that Buffy does not like silly. Buffy doesn't like yeah. silly or goofy. No, she wants angsty and dark. Yeah. Tortured. Yeah. So really, Scott hopeless. Yeah. yeah. So Scott is hopeless. <laughs> he looks like Mark Anthony and Wesley from the Next Generation. Oh my God. Had a baby. Whoa. Whoa. You nailed it. I was like, what does he look like? This is a game I play all the time. So I'm kind of really good at it. <laughs> that is so yeah. perfect. Um. Okay. I think it's admirable that we have recorded for however long we have, and we haven't even touched on the biggest deal that happens in this episode. Oh, gosh, that's true. We, we've talked Avoid about us. how much of Angel we've seen. Yeah, okay. So there's a new person in town. <laughs> Do you want to just keep not talking about her? <laughs> She's introduced by Cordelia saying, check out Slutterama. Oh. Yeah. And Disco Dave. Again, I Slut had, Patrol. Yeah, Slut Patrol. I also had issues with, like, that scene. So that she's like, check out Slutterama and Disco Dave. What was the last thing he danced to? Casey and the Sunshine Band? Mm-hmm. And then... Many minutes. Time goes by. So much time. Yeah. So Buffy's much thinking. Time. Buffy's thinking, watching, watching, watching. And then she goes, I don't think he strives on... Or I don't think he's... He's seen the sunshine seen in the a while. Sunshine. And I, 
if I were her friends, I would be like, <laughs> wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that, so much time has passed. Why? <laughs> that has happened to me, though, before. Like, you, <laughs> someone says something and then you kind of zone out. And you, like, respond. And everyone's like, we are not talking about cars anymore. <laughs> That's happened to me, too. It's so awkward because it's so clear that you really weren't paying attention no. for, like, five minutes. And now you've rejoined society. But and you're ready some, to pick up where you yeah. left off. If somebody asks a question, like, what other movie was that guy in? And then everyone else moves on and you're like, and you're like oh, RoboCop. And everyone's like, what? I just told you that my little brother was in a car accident. And you're like, I'm sorry. RoboCop. RoboCop. Um... But she does the best thing she could and immediately walks away to avoid any fallout from her weird Yeah, she doesn't have to deal with her, how awkward no. she is. But then she runs into Scott again, and it's oh, awkward again. Poor Scotty he Pooh. He's oh, no. waiting to dance with her. Oh, no, he's like, oh, you came. And she's like, oh, uh, no, I have to go. <laughs> Scott's going to have a great Scott. adult life. Poor I've decided. Scott. Oh, it's going to get better. Oh, I'm just remembering, like, other things he tries to do. <laughs> okay. Oh, and he gives her the ring, like... Oh, my God. Okay. When... That's a little too hard. No. Going a little too hard there, Scott. <laughs> no. When he pulled out a ring box, and uh-huh. I rem- I was like, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I was, I couldn't, I didn't remember at first that it was the Clada. Right. And then... I was just like, what store is everyone going to that the person is, like, someone is trying to shut these those clatters. Clatters. Like, we've got to get these off the shelves. They must be, like, plastic oriental yeah. trading company. Yes, like, yes. He bought, like, a, a lot of 5000 <laughs> and now like, he's trying to get rid of them. Gotta move these. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was rough. But oh. it, I feel like that is a thing that happens sometimes. A especially, ring? No, but, like, I think... I've had that where someone gives you a token before you've even been on a date with them. And you're like, when you're a child, when you're a kid, when you're like in middle school or high school. And it's such an awkward thing because it is a sign of that they like you, but it's also like, what? Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. If it was junior high, I guess maybe I'd be more forgiving, but like. (laughs) He's a senior. They're like seniors. I mean. He's an adult. He's like 18. I mean, then again, his, as we see in the next episode, his only friends are the worst oh, they're awful. <laughs> example of a couple. <laughs> oh, He's like, will you be my Debbie? <laughs> no. <laughs> please, please, no. Um, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a guy once in high school give me like a mixtape. Yeah. But a, a ring? No, Dude, okay. a it's ring? too much. It's too much, but I think it's not. It's like... Oh. That was really embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but he's an embarrassing person. He has asked her His out. His friends fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> he asked her out over, and not in like a gross screech from Save by the Bell no, way, like no. in a genuine, sweet, self-effacing way, opens his heart for her to stomp on again yeah. and again. Even that moment where he's, she finally is like, let's go see Buster Keaton. And he's like, I got to think about it. And then and he, he immediately takes two turns steps. around. All oh, right, we'll go. Oh. oh, Scotty boy. It's. Yeah, you just Ugh. gotta feel bad for the sky. Yeah, he doesn't. I do. He doesn't get it. Okay, now I'm gonna sit back to my negative Scott thoughts because I just saw my note when she first when he first comes over to, at the bronze. He's like, "Yeah, Willow said I could see you if I came over here." Someone says something about something uh, a lie, and he says, "Lying isn't good for the soul." Ew, he says that. He says that it's not good for the soul. I wrote blech. I totally blocked it that- out because I'm so. <laughs> Anti that statement. Lying isn't good for the soul. What is he just like, Mr. I Platitude? I don't know. Did he already own that ring when he How said old that? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's. Oh, oh my God. What if he's like 75? Maybe. And he's back in a, an 18 year old's body. 
Maybe he, was, he loves Buster me. Keaton. I mean, come oh on. He probably saw it in the theater originally. <laughs> oh he was really scared when that train came at him. <laughs> I know, it's not Buster Keaton. It's okay. We were doing like an old yeah, movies was, and theaters. and It was A to B minusing. <laughs> and now time for a quick break. Hello, this is Chad Foglin from Sequel Squeal. If you like listening to two jackasses talk about movies and sometimes give some kind of facts about them with a sometimes famous and otherwise awesome guest, then listen to the Sequel Squeal here on the Nerdist School Network. Um, and we avoided Faith again. Oh, I know. We keep planning. Right okay, so before I, I get to Faith, can okay, I just I have one, a thing too. One, one problem I have. Okay. Oh, a problem. I have a problem. Well, we, we've already talked about that the show has a problem with race. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes. And they actually mentioned yep, that. Yep, and it one. felt like <laughs> get over it. <laughs> like, yeah, it felt when, like oh, we've read all your reviews, yeah, television so, critics. So we're gonna have our black character say that everyone in this town is white, and we're gonna get over it. And I'm like, dude, that is so annoying. I, I mean, I think uh, I like that they're acknowledging it, but then maybe have like maybe have a, a black character that doesn't die. Sure, I think episode. that's. I think that's. We have the long view of. Until the seventh season, mm-hmm. and may, a little in the fourth, but not really. We don't have any primary cast members of color. No. For almost the entire run of the show. We know that. Yeah. Maybe they had intentions that they didn't follow through, but like, I, mean, I don't... Based on the fact that we're still talking about yeah. diversity in Hollywood yeah. like now, I yeah. think that it's just indicative that the problem goes way back and goes really mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. But there, we do meet. That's the thing is, we do meet characters. There are new people in the mix. Yes, any of them could be a person of color. Yes. Almost one that would be a little bit harder to explain. But everyone else that comes in new could be a person of color, and they chose not to. Wait, who would be hard to explain? Someone who would be like biologically related to other characters. Oh, it would oh, be oh, weird oh, if oh, they oh, were oh. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, white. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's a. It's a choice that they made. It's a weakness of the show. And you're right. It doesn't take it away by having a character say it. In fact, it makes it a little worse in a way. I felt like it was like we're consciously like, whatever. Why aren't you just getting that everyone in this fucking town is white? Yeah. Sunnydale's a white town. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like it's so gross. Yeah. I think it's also one of those things where that's – I guess that's an excuse if you were doing a show like The Wire – Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a show about a teenage vampire slayer, yeah. you get to choose what what the right, racial makeup right. of that town is. You have complete this control. Is not, yeah, this is not like a period piece that's set in a very specific no. geographic location. I mean, yeah. Sunnydale's fake. There are people who aren't white in Southern California. There are, believe it or not. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, why is Faith white? Honestly. Unknown. Well, now you mentioned her. Faith is in the mix. Oh my gosh, Faith is there. New okay. character. But I had Faith. one thing to say before. We oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that I actually really liked, and it was a callback to the pilot. The idea of at the bronze, n- knowing that a person because uh, Faith is dancing with the guy from the seventies, and in the pilot, that's how Buffy does her mm-hmm. first staking in Sunnydale. Is she sees a guy at the bronze hitting on Willow and recognizes that he's wearing outdated clothes, and he's like, "That's the first thing you can tell about a vampire." Yeah. So the fact that Slayer one hundred and one is true for both Faith and Buffy. I really liked that they did that kind of echo. Yeah. From the yeah, first episode. Because Faith has, like, set her sights oh, on Oh, yeah. She knows what she's doing. Um, she's not a victim. Yeah. And, and that is a good point. Like, I noticed that the... I was able to really notice how the structure of the show mm-hmm. 
is really well done. Like, and and that's what I think I might like about this show. One of the things I like about it the most is that you can tell that they have a game plan of where they're headed. Um, because just with um, Giles talking about the binding spell, yeah, yeah, and you know Willow is so tryhard, like, oh, let me help you with mm-hmm. binding spell. Yes, oh and my he's like, you have to be careful with magic, which is kind of like yeah. a giant neon sign that's like, hey, everybody, remember, Willow needs to be careful <laughs> with magic. Yeah. But that's actually great. Yeah. That's why I like things like Harry Potter, because Mm -hmm. when she's writing book one, she's thinking about book seven, Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the structure is really cool. Yeah, and and, and it is clear that this show is really thoughtfully written, and, um, I mean, that little, I don't want to say Easter eggs, but just, like, little breadcrumbs are left, kind of, where it's like, okay, you can kind of see, like anticipate where the show right would and be i think going. sometimes they do it forward like they leave the breadcrumb because they know what the thing is but i think other times they're just really thoughtful about looking back at what there is yeah and figuring out what that leads to yeah which makes for really um exciting television because it does you don't like my original buffy experience like when it was on the air is i would drop in and watch an episode or two mm-hmm. and i didn't really get it like yeah it's fun and quippy mm-hmm. but like it had no resonance for me but when yeah. you watch it straight through, it really does build and create a world. A world of white people. A world of white people. (laughs) But a world. But it does, I mean, the show does, like, really encourage, um, like, engaged watching. Yeah. Like, that you pay attention because there is a reward there. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Should we talk about it? Should we do it? it? I mean, I think that we're going to have to get real, right? Because she is a, she's a character. She does not immediately fit into the milieu of the Scoobies. Well, not no. that they notice that because they are falling all over her like maniacs, mm-hmm. which I understand from Xander because, I mean, clearly he's 100% horn dog. Yeah, and she is a babe. Like, <clears throat> whatever else we're going to say today about oh, yeah. Eliza Dushku, she she's is, cute as a button. Yeah, she's very pretty. And she's rocking like a very specific, like, oozing sexuality. Um, um, and, and I was noticing, like, the difference in how they wardrobe Buffy mm-hmm. versus her, which yeah. is, like, they have Buffy in a lot of, like, light pinks, and they do her hair very sweetly. Yeah. When we've seen that she can dress, like, a little bit more suggestively. Yeah. Um, but she has a butterfly clips yep. in her hair. Oh, she yep. does. In this episode. I mean, this is so, like, gir- little girly. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, Faith rocks in with these hideous print pants. Oh, they're like snakes. And a cut out black top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with the just with the, the cut out over the cleave. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. it's sleeveless, but then she has like these gloves that go from the wrist oh, right. to the shoulder. <laughs> right. 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 I don't know where you purchase hot topic. She shops yeah. in hot topic. She absolutely she... does. But that's part of it too, is it is kind of like a hot topic version of sexiness. Like she doesn't yeah. actually seem dangerous. Like, you don't think you're going to get an STD from her. No. Well, and what of these stories that she just keeps oh, telling? All they're the mostly lies, right? Hugging yeah, somebody like naked. Okay, well, she's... Hugging the pastor. It starts out that they're in Boston and it's 118 degrees, <laughs> which I lived in Massachusetts for 11 <laughs> yeah. years. Um, No. No, <laughs> If you're in Death Valley, okay. Yeah. But you're or not, maybe, you're in Boston. Maybe she was at... Austin. Maybe she has a speech impediment. (laughs) Well, she does She does does say B a lot. She does say B a lot. She does go back and forth with this Boston accent. Oh, yeah. Which is her real accent. Yeah, Yeah, so I think it's trying to, like, cut it out, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I I think they learned from Kendra not to lean too hard on the accents. I mean, honestly, that was... They had to, like, make fun of it in the show. It was so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But Faith comes in, likes fight. She loves slang. I think that's probably one of the biggest don't contrasts. Guys, don't you guys feel horny and hungry after you fight? Which, you know, Buffy totally does. Buffy does, but she's like, oh my god, I'm wearing I mean, my pink shirt. Why would you say that to me right now? <laughs> and I don't think Buffy would ever, even Willow, who is her closest friend in the world, I don't think she's ever told Willow I'm horny. <laughs> ever. She doesn't even know how to say that I word. feel like she'd be like, you know, sometimes when you're kissing and then your heart feels like it's in your stomach, like your lower stomach. And it's like beating a lot. <laughs> and you like know that you, you don't want to stop, but like maybe stopping is what you should do. Well, that happens in the next episode, too, because Faith is like, oh, he gives you that t- down low tickle oh, yeah. about Scott, by the way, which no, he doesn't. <laughs> and she's like, how low? Like, this is not who you can talk about sex with. She's not a talking about sex friend. No, but I think it's good for... But the reverse is kind of nice, because she doesn't have any talking about sex friends. No. I mean, she's the only one of her friends, I think, who's had sex. At least canonically. Yeah. I think Cordelia's a virgin. I don't know if we talked... Certainly the show hasn't talked about it yet. Okay. And I think Giles, maybe when he's younger. <laughs> Ripper fucked. You're right. Okay, Ripper fucked. Okay, but like once he was reborn as Giles, he started squirming all the time and things. Whoa, okay. I. <laughs> what? No, just when you said squirming, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say Ryan, ew. <laughs> okay, but now we know I wasn't going to say that. You thought it no, <laughs> through no. yourself. So if anyone is picturing Giles squirting, <laughs> it's not me. I mean, I guess I'm, that's a lie. I'm now picturing it. <laughs> mm. Well, you know who likes Giles? Everyone. Faith. Faith. He's a he's a babe. He is a babe, and she notices it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... I Okay, here's the other thing about Faith that I saw more this time than other times. Because sometimes I like her, sometimes she irritates me. She's a lot of bravado. Yes. yes. So I think even her saying, like, young and attractive watcher, that's her putting up a front, creating distance between her and this other person, not being vulnerable and not being mm-hmm. honest. Because she's also at that point lying about her watcher. Like, mm-hmm. she... I think a lot... I think all her stories are bullshit. I think she wants... All the guys to think that she's like some hot chick. I think she wants all the girls to think she's like cool and whatever. But it's it's so much bravado. Yeah. I had thoughts about like the type of person that Faith is. And it's very much like that person that, um, well, she obviously thrives on male attention. I mean, mm-hmm. every one of her stories, she's not really telling to the girls. She's saying them so that like Xander can hear them and like kind of thrives off of that like in sexual infatuation that she gets from guys. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's one of those it's it's a very like fevered thing that she like it's a very high energy like fevered tap dance of like pay attention to me, like me, like mm-hmm. look at me. Um and it's all, you know, obviously based on her I don't know, her all those stories are fake, right? They're fake. <sighs> wrestling alligator. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel mean, like they're all, like, so it's all, Well, like, especially once we hear the story of how she fought, like, a cloven-hoofed vampire and uh, plunged out at one of his eyes, and she's not telling that story. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like, no, everything about you is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, like, um, she's trying to, like, construct this version of herself because she feels like she has no identity or, I mean, I, I think I'm projecting my thoughts on certain people I know 
onto okay. her. Um, but I think, uh, I, I kind of think that's the type of person she I is. I feel like she's a wounded bird mm. in a way. And I, I think that some of, I, I don't know, and maybe I'm projecting onto her too, but I feel like she is, has been hurt before or has been let down yeah. by people. And so her reaction is to create this false front that people can fall in love with, that she can stand behind it and be like, manipulate them from that distance. Well, yeah, we, she... and we also, sorry, we do, yeah. we also have a moment in the, in the episode where we see her when she doesn't know we see her. Yeah. <clears throat> which is when Joyce and Buffy are in the kitchen and she's out there at the table trying to stuff all the food in her mouth because mm-hmm. God knows when she last had a meal. So yeah. you kind of do have to feel sorry for her yeah. in a way. When you look at it like that. Mm-hmm. What, I, and Buffy can't. Buffy sees it as I, as yeah. her being a slob or something. And that was the thing, too, where I was like, God, Buffy, you are in such a fucking place of privilege that, like, you're looking at her and you're just like, she's, like, really, what is it? Like, having her way with my fries or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude. Well, okay, two things. There is a, a an entire communal plate of those soggy fries in the middle. She could be grabbing from those. With tongs. Yeah, with, with like, <laughs> those little, like, plastic tongs. I know. It was like funny. They were, like, takeout tongs. <laughs> but, I mean, I felt kind of sad seeing her, like, trying to, like, I was like, what are you going to do? Like, put some of that in your purse? Like, Yeah. Well, and then it's later, but we have, she has that argument with the apartment manager over $18 a day. Yeah. That's cheap. That's, Yeah. And it, but nothing. also she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. She's she's squatting essentially at this hotel and trying to use like her sass and sex appeal with the manager to get him to let her stay. And and Buffy has never actually had to trade on those things. No. She no. gets to be sassy, but it's de- like you said privilege. Mm-hmm. She yeah, she has the support of her friends and her mother and she yeah. She runs away from home but not because home is such a horrible place. It's just because her responsibilities and stuff overwhelm yeah. her. But that apartment, the motel manager was played by John Ennis, who was a series regular on Mr. Show with Bob and David. Yeah, I love that show. I was really excited to see that. Mm-hmm. He's also from Boston, I think. Oh, lots of lots of Boston in this lots, episode. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm trying to see if there are any other... Have we talked about Faith in general enough? Or I feel like we saved her up. I think that it's interesting because when I think back about mm-hmm. Faith from the first time I watched through the yeah. whole show, I really just don't like her. I didn't like her five by five. I just punch her in the face when she the, does that. Yeah, the first time she said it, I liked it okay because like it didn't seem like it, she was trying to make a catchphrase happen. But it just it's so aggressive and it she, keeps happening. Yeah, if she yeah. said it just once every five episodes, I'd be in. Yeah, she says it once every three lines. But just watching this, like, in a vacuum, mm-hmm. it was a little bit different. So I was really able to see how the show was kind of trying to manipulate us into not liking her. Yeah. yeah. Because you see everything from Buffy's point of view. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why is she stealing Buffy's friends? And, yeah. you know, you really, I really bought into that anyway. Um, but I do think there's a really interesting turn that happens mm-hmm. when Buffy comes to the motel. And you see her be afraid um, I don't know how successful I felt it was with, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is an acting problem or a writing problem, but um, when Buffy's having her emotional scenes, yeah. I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar is nailing it. When uh, Faith is having hers, I just didn't feel that she was selling me the fear yeah. Yeah. the way that she sells me the bravado. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Um, I actually remember... Uh, this is gonna be kind of spoilery, but like when she does show up later in um, Angel, 
she is much better at selling that um the the fear and the like self-loathing and like that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i don't know if that's just like four years of acting experience on the show on and off and whatever but um yeah, yeah. i wasn't really it was like i was watching someone acting yes exactly and I don't know, and Kikistos, Taquitos, he's he's also, like, kind of anticlimactic, too, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah. She's so scared of this demon, vampire, whatever he is, that when he turns out to kind of be bleh, and they kill him, it's not that exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really interesting, the scene we had um, before the final fight, the, like, pre-fight that we get in Act 3 or whatever, um, with... Faith just having so much fun oh, beating gosh. up one vampire while two attack Buffy. And Buffy's like, yeah, just kill that guy and, like, yeah. come help me. And Buffy is just so automatically other-oriented and, like, let's save the group. Let's get everybody safe. And Faith is so selfish. And I think it is easy to become selfish when you have to take care of yourself all the time because no one um, is watching your back. Yeah. So you, like, don't know to watch other people's backs. So it'll be interesting seeing how Faith integrates into the group. And how that works out. Well, yeah. And also, like, um, remember when we had Kendra, we had, like, a very by-the-books slayer. Mm -hmm. And then with Buffy, at the time that we were introduced to Kendra, it seemed like there were these two polar opposites. Mm -hmm. But then it turns out, like, there's Faith, who's, like, all this time been an unknown unknown, who, like, is all the way on the Totally off the map. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if she's actually having fun beating that one guy up. I know that's how Buffy mm-hmm. presents it. She's like, well, you're over there having a good time. I'm over here taking care of business. But I think there was more of a psychologically damaged element to mm-hmm. what she was doing, mm-hmm. where it was almost like an abuse victim getting back at the person who abused her in a way. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was maybe more of it than what Buffy was defining. That's what was happening. Yeah. I think I think I definitely see... The damage of faith in this rewatch. Yeah. She's I, not well. No, she's not. And I'm understanding her more this time around than I usually do. That being said, like, you know, you were touching on it earlier where she's, like, stealing Buffy's friends and, like, I don't know, like, always taking the spotlight and, like, putting it over mm-hmm. herself. I, okay, like, yes, I get why you're doing that. Like, you're damaged and you have trust issues and you have this like fucked up life and so you're doing all of these things because of that fine but like also your behavior is still annoying like there it's still like it's explained but it's still annoying like if i were buffy yeah i'd be like okay great you've got your issues but you're really annoying with trying to steal all my friends and my mom yeah and the guy i'm interested in yeah okay but she doesn't try to steal scott that's buffy's projected insecurities that's not actually happening and honestly faith isn't trying to steal her friends she doesn't make plans with all her friends without buffy there buffy is just threatened because someone else is getting attention well there's part of it that buffy's being kind of a brat and then willow also says like oh well, yeah. if you're done with him, then maybe Faith will go yeah. out with him and it's like oh, done geez. with him. Willow. Yeah, that's more a Willow problem, right? Yeah. There were, uh, I had a couple Willow problems. <laughs> All yeah, in this episode, too. or should we get into some beasties? Um. Well, so yeah, I mean, I think we kind of covered everything that happened. Oh, I'm just tired of them serving drinks in Solo Cups at that bar. I wrote bar. that too. If there's, these are teenagers. Why are they drinking red Solo Cups? Well, because it's they probably water. 
Oh, that marks that it's water? No, no, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking that they need to oh, be drinking in opaque cups because you would see that they're just drinking water and not drinking um, anything that looks like a But what are they like supposed yeah, to that's be what drinking anyway? There's like beans. Soda. Soda. Or <laughs> soft drinks. What do y'all say? Soda. Soda. I say soda. I say soda. 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 <clears throat> well, I'm just soda. saying Joyce says soft drink. She does. She does. Which Very is, specifically soft drink. Yeah, Would you like yeah, another soft, soft drink? drink? As if like Faith is going to be like, drink? no, uh, a couple fingers of Jameson. <laughs> what do you, of course, <laughs> a soft drink. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting little scene that came up, though, because with Joyce, because she seems like, oh, she's really loving Faith. Yeah. And then they go to the kitchen, and you find out she has this ulterior motive. Yeah. It's like, maybe you could just become a temp slayer Yeah, now. maybe Faith could die instead of you. <laughs> I know. Maybe you could scale back to part-time, because you're going to college soon. Which, oh. that's an interesting perspective, considering Buffy just got back into high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's hold our breath on this. That's like a mom, thing. total mom thing. Wait, so they, oh, they're fucking seniors this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, the, that's literally that's, one of the yeah, first lines I know, of the episode. <laughs> I know. Okay, sorry. Um, another thing related to that that we hadn't really talked about is we have a, a couple, or maybe just one Snyder scene. Um, oh yeah. And Buffy's relationship with Snyder has absolutely shifted from last season. Yeah. Last season he intimidated her. She was scared of him, and in this season she is sassing him. She calls him out that he has no power. Mm-hmm. That he expelled her without any cause, and he can't stop her from coming back. Yeah. She's got a little more swag, and it's kind of fun to see yeah. that. Um, and then Joyce says, what my daughter's trying to say is, na 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 And I <laughs> I have a visceral reaction to that. I hate when people say na 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 Even if they're saying it yeah. at a troll person? No, yeah, I can't. I'm like, I, I so hate that. So if the that. two of us just started that. doing it right Please now. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> I, I, it, like, it, I... There's, like, some childhood my, trauma here. Yeah, I think there is. I don't know what it is. Like, it just... No, it's fair. It's I'm trying a, to, like, figure out why. Yeah. I mean, the sound isn't pleasant. It's not mellifluous. No. I don't know. It's also, like, intentionally nasty. It's, yeah. It's intentionally nasty without any substance, and, like, it's just... I don't know. I just... I Does it bug you, like, that sound from The Simpsons? Like, I'm afraid to do it, because... What, how, what's the uh, name laughs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that bug you in the same way? Because it's the, no. I feel like the sentiment of that is very much the same. Because the source is not a protagonist. Okay. So I don't like. So wait, if Snyder said it, you would like it more? Well, I would just buy it more, I guess. Or I don't know. I don't know. I thought I it was Joyce being like, I'm playing, like, I'm going to do this immature thing to, to be playful. You know what I picture when I think, when I hear that phrase, mm-hmm. I picture like, um, um, one of those little boys wearing a hat that has like these, yeah. thi- like you the little crown thing. Yeah, Jughead hat. Mm-hmm. Like a kid wearing wearing a Jughead hat, and I don't and like you that. Hate those I kids. hate. I don't like those kids. <laughs> I think maybe that's it. I hate that hat. I think I, that you know what it bugs me: the dunce cap. Ugh. Both like oh. in theory of what it means and what it yeah. is, and just the visual of it just makes me want to punch it off the head. Yeah, yeah. Even though the dunce, it's not their fault. No, but and the dunce like, is like ugh. a public shaming. Yeah, it's like town like, squarey. The image of, of a little boy with like sh- like cuffed shorts on and like socks pulled. Oh, up. and he's like sitting and like he's sitting forward. like this, and he has a dunce cap hat. Like really makes me angry. I don't like, like a dunce cap either. Do they don't use that any? Like they haven't used that since what? Like the, I don't think even in my lifetime. <laughs> no, I don't think in my lifetime either. <laughs> I think everybody kind of figured out that's really not that's working. Horrible. Public shaming a kid is not maybe the best way to. Though, I mean, we had star situations, like star sticker situations, and that's not, that's supposedly 
positive reinforcement. But if you look down that chart, and some people have stars on the second line, and other yeah. people are not even ready to the, like the first five stars. <laughs> There's no way to not compare. Yeah, exactly. The okay, I Uh-oh. so we had um like this reading competition in sixth mm-hmm. grade, and this was the one time that I bullied someone. Okay. I feel my heart is racing. I feel bad about it. Okay, so there's this. Um, I had this girl who was my arch nemesis, and we like were the top readers in the class. Like we read the most books, and however, however many pages you read, like it, it was a reading competition, and you had like a little strip of paper, and like ours, mine and hers were like going around the room. Yeah. And then one day, she brings this fucking pile of books. It's like so tall. It's like you could not have read those books. But so she brings them, and then she like is taping her little thing up. Yeah. And I went up to her, and I don't know, I had never bullied someone before, so I didn't really know how to do it, uh-huh. but I was just like, I, I threatened to kill her. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, okay. you went right to like, right, the let's jugular. Do it. Do we, can we do a reenactment? <laughs> okay, so I'm a little girl. Da, 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 look at all these books I read. I'm going to put up the lines Annie, for all the words. Annie. Hi, Kelly. If you keep, if you keep <laughs> putting up that paper, I'm going to... What is it, Kelly? Tell me. Dismemberment. Oh my god, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna take your. What did I say? Something about like take the pieces of your body apart. Oh no! Oh my god, Kelly, this is gonna scar me for life. You'll never be able to find them. Well, don't you'd be dead. But I said that. I was like, you'll never be able to find them. And then she was just like, she just like looked at me like, um, like so. Shocked, shocked, yeah. and also confused, and not really that threatened. And I was, <laughs> and I was just like, uh, and then like walked away. But I haven't thought about that in a while. Did she? Did she? She didn't win? tell on me. She won. Okay. Oh, and then oh no, and then I brought in books that I didn't actually read. Kelly, I know you oh, are the villain of the story. I'm the villain, hundred <sighs> percent. Fuck. That, I did always think that about readathons, though I never cheated because I read a lot, and so I would just be like, "Okay, That's my we were books. all reading a lot. There was a lot of reading. Okay, and I, how about had this? To... I never cheated because I both read a lot and had strong moral fiber. What do you want me to say? <laughs> it was the one time I cheated at something like that. But mm. I, I, there's no checking of that. I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, so we got checked. How they like picked a page and you had read to bring, it to you? You had to bring in your books, and uh-huh. the teacher. Oh fuck! And it was so I had the pile of books, and I put yeah. like two books that I didn't read in the middle. Uh-huh. And the teacher would grab it and then just be like, "What's happening on this page?" I don't know. I don't think I could be that specific to remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard task. And the book was called The Five Brothers, and there were five boys on the cover. And I was just like, "Oh, one of the brothers is like." doing something to another of the brothers and she just like looked at me like I know you're lying and I was just like and she couldn't just be like you're lying and so yeah. she was like okay tally them and then I put them on is this the last podcast that we're doing? no jeez um, <laughs> well, it's okay I'm like shaking thinking no, about no and that. it's okay everybody does shitty things when they're kids that doesn't make you a, ba- you a bad person now. You have not bullied anyone since. No. You haven't lied about your accomplishments since. No. And, like, to be honest, it sounds like you were really bad at bullying. I was really yeah, bad. Yeah, you failed. So that's well, the best I, part. Okay, I had only ever been the I mean, re- I do think you should write her a letter. Fuck. <laughs> like, just, uh, I was thinking about this. I put it on the internet. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll link to the podcast and be like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> PLS subscribe. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry that you just had to, like, 
Go I ahead. was my choice. I brought it up. You did. So um, anyway. <laughs> let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. So, okay, we, we referenced it earlier, but the end of Faith, Hope, and Trick, like, it's crazy. So we get we meet Faith. Game changer. Scott Hope is in the mix. Weirdo. Mr. Trick is there. Yeah. Awesome villain. Yeah. And then the big moment of the the big... We think that a lot of things have changed. Mm-hmm. And then Angel falls from the sky. Oh, yeah. Plop. He plops right down. He plops right down. And his little butt is flexed when he's falling Oh, down. we also didn't talk about Giles' little ruse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a little weird. Yeah, it was an interesting way to go about, like, trying to therapy... Buffy, like through like subterfuge. Force therapy. <laughs> yeah. but like the you're gonna t- tell me he, and then you're gonna yeah. feel better about yeah. it. <laughs> but he knew something had happened. And I th- yeah. I almost fault Willow for taking like for not asking her any questions. Like this was enough to make Buffy leave her entire life and go live in the mean streets of Los Angeles where cute apartments are not that expensive. Yeah. But Willow doesn't even know that. Like Willow asks no questions. Yeah, I I'm like trying to imagine if I um, had a friend, if I was like Willow, if I, if Buffy was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Willow's kind of like a jerk friend right now. She, I don't know yeah, if that's she's... because she has a boyfriend and she's very focused on that. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like she was a jerk friend in this. Cause she's like trying to set Buffy up, which she already said she's not ready. Right. And she keeps pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. She's wearing hideous overalls. Oh, I yeah. just had to throw that in because really. No, but what kind of friend wears bad clothes? Yeah, no kind of friend she of mine. Like well, and this is like goes back to something we were talking about too with Willow being presented so naive and really like a child mm-hmm. that she's even dressed like a kindergartner yeah. with her red long sleeve shirt and her stupid overall. Yeah. But now, I mean, and then she's like, oh, maybe Faith wants to go out with Scott and just following Faith around like yeah. they're buddies now. It's kind of gross. Yeah. And also, like, her weird, um, like, I'm in a relationship now. I have a boyfriend now. And then, like, that's the solution for everything. Like, yeah. she's like, oh, Buffy, you're sad. Um, Why don't you date that dude over there? Well, and not just You a, like him. Yeah. But she's not even that good a girlfriend. Because no. she treats Oz horribly in the next episode. Oh, she's yeah. not sensitive Ugh. to his feelings at all. No, she's, she's not. sensitive to what it will feel like for her if her boyfriend ends up being a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. And then even when he's like, I need a I need some space, and she's like, You can't do your boy thing now. Fuck you. <laughs> he thinks he might be a murderer. <gasps> Give him the space he he's a Well, and nobody takes that seriously. Like Xander's yeah. over here, like, how many jokes can I get off about this? And I'm like Trying not to vomit because yeah. I was so mad. Oh, Xander is. Uh, are we? Just, let's just go to the next episode. We're, no, yeah, we are. Okay, there. we're in it. So Xander is a shitty friend. Yeah, because Willow has to study. So she, which I don't know why she needs to study away from the library. She can study at the fucking but library. But she leaves her boyfriend locked in a cage so that he, when he turns into a werewolf. You guys have seen the episode. It's fine. No, go ahead. Please, continue. <laughs> leaves Oz locked in a cage so that when he turns into a werewolf, he won't escape and, and maul anyone. Mm. She has a test. She brings her best friend from childhood in and says, hey, Xander, can you handle this? Can you watch over my boyfriend, not let him escape for a few hours? And Xander says, I got it. I've got my books. I've got stuff to do. I have all kinds of activities. Don't worry about me. Willow is out of the room for 1.5 seconds. Yeah. When Xander curls up and takes a nap. Uses a book as a pillow. Well, and he also has already 
like big brothered her a little bit too because she's yes. like oh i hung up these towels yeah so he's like oh i can i can deal with i can handle the full yeah or something. yeah i can like, handle you know, i don't mean handle i don't mean yeah. handle like skin to skin <sighs> Again, okay thanks for clarifying just, that like off the no homo I yeah know. yeah oh. xander is a walking slut shame no homo yeah He's- Awful. Well, and there's like some creepo gay jokes with Pete too. Yeah, Pete's, like talking about Ken. Oh like, God, he has an earring because yeah, that's such a sign of gayness. That's the was that that was the. I was trying to believe that wasn't the implication, but the idea yeah. is, if Ken has an earring, he wants to fuck dudes. I'm I pretty sure that's what Pete was trying to say. Pete was a mess. Pete was a mess too. Okay, yeah. but Xander's the okay, worst. Xander. I'm glad we agree. Yeah, um, he's horrible. And then the next day, we do meet Pete and Debbie. Oh, jeez. What a mess. Uh, like, okay, I, I've i talked about this before, and I know that this is not a good problem to have with a show that, like, takes real things and yeah. puts them in genre. But, like, uh, when you take, like, an abusive relationship and place it in a horror genre and, like, make it so that, like, oh, well, he's, like taken over by this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Yeah. Hyde stuff. And that's why it's like this weird, like almost an alcohol, like violent alcoholic thing. Mm-hmm. But then also I feel like it kind of, it lets the abuser off the hook a little bit too much. Yeah, Cause it's it an reasons, outside force. It sure. reasons away what he's doing yeah. in a certain way. But in a way I almost don't mind that as much as I mind the victim blaming in this oh, episode. So much victim blaming. Cause because sure, like that happens. Like people start get addicted to drugs, and it makes. And then, then while they're under the influence of drugs, they do horrible things. Mm. And do you blame them, or do you blame the drugs, or whatever? That I I, I didn't mind that as much, especially because Pete dies in the end. He dies. So he super as, dies. whether or not we forgive him or not, he's dead. So he got the ultimate mm. punishment. And Debbie also gets the ultimate punishment for being such a woman that mm-hmm. her boyfriend wanted to be more manly for her. Mm-hmm. So we started taking some medicine that made him beat her up all the time and kill anyone who looked at her. Yeah. And so she deserved to die. And then, yeah. And then also, like, when Buffy and Willow are, like, screaming at her yeah. in the bathroom. So uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. they're like, look at yourself. Look in the mirror. <laughs> you look like a beat up woman. And I'm like, dude, like, just tell her that, like, you're there for her and that, like, I or at know, least like, have one of feel... them do it. I think it was upsetting to me because Buffy comes at every situation with right, right. if like just I mean and she's a little hypocritical about it, but like she she has empathy with you to the point of you hurting anyone else. Right. So she sees Debbie knows that Pete is hurting people, so Debbie should turn Pete in mm. is her logic. She's and I, very black and white. Yeah, she's very yeah. black and white about that. Um which is interesting because her angel situation mirrors this a lot, and she uh, isn't quite well, and, in the gray. I mean, well, it helps that it that make it real clear that it mirrors that because the counselor set, like basically, it. Yeah. I was like, well, oh, that's what that was. Like when he's like, yeah. oh, he turned mean, huh? And I was like, oh, was this like an abuse thing? Like, well, and even from the beginning of the episode, they're like when Faith and Buffy are are in the they're walking. Yeah, they're talking about like the nature of men and what mm-hmm. men oh, are geez. like, and yeah. it's like. Let me state the theme of this episode yeah. so that you're fully aware of what we're going to be talking about. And they do keep calling back to that over and over. Mm-hmm. So you, it's talking about men being beasts and being all about mm-hmm. the chase and ba- basically mm-hmm. being animals, which that's not so nice. Mm-hmm. Um to just reduce all men to that, mm-hmm. which is what they do. Really. Right, but they they also make the there's the Jack London book, The Call of the Wild that mm-hmm. they keep 
sometimes directly quoting and sometimes mm-hmm. just referencing, which it feels weird to draw that book directly to – I mean, I guess it would make more sense if we were talking about Oz. Yeah. Because there is something yeah. true about that, but I don't think that's true about Pete. No. He isn't – he doesn't get turned into a beast. I don't think he's at his most manly when he's beating up his girlfriend. No. That's – I mean, unless the that is what the show's trying to say, that, like, he becomes an Ultraman. But it doesn't seem like that's what he is. He seems like he's – a monster. Yeah, he's just a monster. And not like an animal. No. Just a monster. Exactly. No, he's yeah. like a big douchebag. Yeah. Like, he's like he's... a roid rage monster. Yeah. And maybe if they had bulked him up physically yeah. and then connect, so I feel like then I could go from like uh, manly to steroids to monster to beast like. But instead, he, he just looks kind of like a demon. Yeah. And starts hurting he's got people. Stupid fingernails. Oh, yeah. I was they like, look gross. Yeah, those look nasty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe if there had been more hair, it just he didn't feel no. more ma- more manly or more like a beast. No, when he was, he just looked like he got like a chemical peel. Yes, <laughs> and then like had long nails. Uh, <laughs> um, oh god, I loved a smoking guidance counselor. I did too, but, uh, but it's another first... example of a person of color getting killed. Yeah, immediately. immediately. I was like pearl clutching. He was smoking. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> he's smoking. It's cold. No, I know. I was like, oh my god, he's. He's smoking out of school, inside. Yeah. And he's a He sprays free breeze after. He does. <laughs> As a former smoker, that's not fooling anybody. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, I think he's secure in his job. I think he's good. Like, I don't know what he has on Snyder. Yeah. But he's not worried. Right. Um, I, I enjoyed his performance. I, it made me wish that he wasn't going to die. Yeah. I mean, basically any teachers besides Giles that get close to Buffy... Mm-hmm. Are not long for this world. Nope, not especially if they're not if they're nice to her. Well, that yeah. was super sad that she finally felt like she had somebody that she could confide in. Yeah, and like they're immediately dead because Ugh. it's so hard for her to talk feelings. Mm-hmm. And then she decided to, and then it's anticlimactic again because he's dead. So we have Debbie and Pete, and she goes to the guidance counselor for her oh success God. issues. When she said the word success issues, my whole body just tensed up because. Oh, Debbie. Yeah. Oh, Debbie, that's a that's like one of yeah. that's scratching the surface. Well, she <laughs> someone like, is being nice calling your issues success issues. Also, okay, so they're all sitting at the table and like I just don't understand what kind of fucking blinders Scott has on because they're all sitting there and like she's like kind of joking around talking and every time she says like anything kind of spicy like Pete's kind of like oh like what like yeah. he gets kind of tensed up. And then she gets this like she's like I don't like the teacher yeah. the um the counselor and then everyone's like why and then she gets this thousand yard stare and she's like I just don't like the things he says sometimes and I'm like how come <laughs> nobody's picking up on the fact that this girl has like major problems okay like, nobody does until together. Oz at right. the end Ugh. when she actually has like a giant yeah. black eye well okay <laughs> she, one she has no friends she probably did have friends and they were all alienated no, by her he, awful he boyfriend alienated everybody and there is a a thing. And, of course, if you have any friends who are in abusive relationships, you should help them get out of it. But the truth is, if you don't have evidence of anything like that, and a relationship seems awful from the outside, but the people in it say they're happy and want to stay in it, there's literally nothing. There's nothing Scott could have done other than if he walked in and saw Pete doing something. Right. Like, what is he going to do? He's going to pull – because if he pulls Debbie aside to say something – He's going to lose both of their relationships. Well, also, like, who do we think he was friends with first? Oh, I mean, he's he's think... Pete. He said that he was friends with both of them before school. Like, 
Huh. How? Where? Um, people sometimes go to like a preschool, oh, preschool. or daycare or have school. play dates. Or if they were neighbors. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Pete's dad works with Scott's mom. Ugh, but that then brings up the issue that <laughs> how long have Debbie and Pete been together if they've known each other and been friends since before they were in school? And yeah. how long has he been I feel abusing like her? started to have, like, prepubescent feelings. He claimed Debbie, and yeah. Debbie never had a chance. No. That's she definitely never had a chance, which, again, makes me uncomfortable yeah. about how Willow and Buffy go after her. I mean, I understand, again, like, Buffy is not here for any sort of... Especially if, like, I think if if she could see Debbie as the victim, Mm -hmm. I think she would have more empathy. But instead, she sees Debbie as someone who lets her boyfriend kill people. Yeah. No, she sees her as, like, in the way of... Yeah. She's a facilitator of his violence and murder. Because he's killing people that she doesn't like. The scene, the beating scene that we get... Oh, my God. ...is genuinely upsetting. No, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. And the fight, and then you know it's happening, and I probably knew it was happening because I've seen the episode so many times before, but when he turns back to his real self Ugh. and starts crying on her, and, oh, and she, she holds him in her lap like he's mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. But well, then at the at the end of the episode, we have Angel doing the same thing. Buffy, and mm-hmm. then she holds his head to her stomach. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. In that beating scene, we get to see the entire, like, cycle of the batter, of batter yeah. women syndrome. And I was just like, well, first of all, it doesn't happen that fast. I'm it's just a 42-minute television program. I'm just saying it doesn't usually happen in, like, five minutes from what I've read. Um, I do but... think that it, if, if, if you're in a world where literally your abuser's face yeah. Turns from the from the abuser Everything face to yeah. I feel like because the fate it's it's very much like Angel and Angelus. Like if once Angel face is back, Buffy kissed him. That's true. Like she was back in mm. love with that guy, even though his body had murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. Like I think it's probably easier to switch back to keep keep the cycle going. Yeah. If if abuser face looks different, looks different than looks your boyfriend's different. face. Oh, that was just so rough, and I felt so bad for what's her name, Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> Felt bad for De- Debbie. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, and that haircut was not working any favors for her. No. Though it did cover up the bruised eye. I was it was say, perfect like, to that just was... do, like, yeah, a half face thing. <laughs> Maybe that was, like, the reason. And then she's been with Pete for this long. She's oh, got God. a lot of cover up tricks. Do you think people do that? I'm sure they do. Yeah, of course um, they do. What? You you think people wouldn't do that? Cover up, like, bruises and stuff? No, just, uh, like, when you're getting your haircut, you're, like, picking it. Because, like, that's a big girl thing. Like, you look at pictures and you find the exact haircut. Like, you find a celebrity who has the hair you like and you look up and, like, if you had to think about covering Like, can I cover a bruise on my face? Well, and it was, like, a much more mature kind of a haircut than most everybody else has. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, she was kind of his mama. Yeah. In certain ways. She was definitely, she was, like, her haircut was, like, Joyce's friend or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Like, what almost she's like... Pat's daughter? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I made empanadas. Um, I will say, and this is kind of going back a little bit, but Xander's a shitty friend. He sleeps. Yeah. We think Oz may have escaped because the window is left open. Mm. Though, frankly, Willow probably should have caught that. Because now that we know yeah. that... Now that we know that Oz didn't leave, that window was open when Willow left. So Willow maybe should have locked it. But um, I really enjoyed Giles' anger at Xander. 
Oh, yeah. It was so fired up and so strong and... And so deserved. Yep. Yeah. Made Xander look like an idiot. It was great. It was like we all inhabited that Giles' righteous rage mm-hmm. moment there. Um, and he's like, uh, in the morning when I, I, uh, uh, woke, woke up. up. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Jeez. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, I was right there with Giles for mm-hmm. that. Um, I also wonder why they don't just sedate him every night during the full moon. That's a good point. I don't know, maybe why? they're just not used good to for your body. He's a werewolf. He'll be fine. Well, and they right? have the like, they it, have the trank gun. Yeah, ready. How yeah. long? Maybe the trank doesn't last the full time. So just keep just every four hours, shoot him again. And these I mean, are just practical there anyway. questions that I've got. Yeah, I guess if somebody's there watching him. I mean, how long has he been a werewolf at this point? Maybe they haven't had yeah, a lot of time to prep. It's been like a year. I think, and that's one of the things that's true about Oz, is he knows, and this is one of the places where it shows it to him, like, this plan, this way of living is not mm, sustainable. No. He needs to evolve and grow up into it. Yeah. He needs to master the beast within. Yeah. So, um, I think... As long as he's in Sunnydale, I don't know that he's going to be able to do that. Yeah, no. well, and he's not getting any support, really. I mean, yeah, they'll lock him in a cage and watch him while he's locked yeah. up. Willow will bring donuts. But people are, <laughs> like, being jerks when he's, like, having to wrestle with the idea yeah. that maybe he killed someone. And they're just, like, being dorks about it. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, Xander is... Willow is, Cordelia mm-hmm. is. Cordelia's just like, oh, yeah, Oz ate, the, ate a guy or something. Yeah. So these oh, people Cordy. are not your support crew that no. you really want when you have a problem. Absolutely not. They're just here to make jokes at your expense. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and Willow, I think, is the worst offender because he is nothing but supportive of her. Yeah. Whereas no, totally. I don't know that, like, Xander can call him in the middle of the night if he's having existential issues. No. But, like, every time Willow is unsure about anything, Oz is there to reassure her and support her and make her feel better. Yeah. And when he's having trouble, she doesn't even co- try to connect with him. I can hear it. <laughs> do you need to do something? No, no, no. I'm just getting hungry. Oh, really? Is hungry? Yeah, what, do you, what, what else could it be? <laughs> Wait. What else could it be? Wait, what? No, really, what could it be? Hungry or what? Nothing. That was my point. Oh. Like, oh, really? Hungry. (laughs) But I don't use that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. There was a whole sequence where Buffy was making me really happy, even though she was probably making mistakes in her life. Mm. When she catches Angel with blood on his mouth and pulls him into into the mausoleum, and she goes through Drew's things yes, to yes, get the chains. Yeah. Miss Edith was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she knocked all those dollies off. Yep. <laughs> Miss um, Edith. She locks him up and then she goes to the library and looks through the card catalog for yeah. demon books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Which, think, that like, would be my response every time. <laughs> That's like a Hermione Granger moment yes, it is. that she's having. Oh, like, okay. let me go to the library, pull out yeah. the card catalog. <laughs> Which I'm, I would have loved that scene. Her just going through it. If we had gotten more than just the one shot of her. Yeah, like just 
Hours. Hours. Hours and hours. I'm impressed. I would have thought there'd be like a separate card catalog for the creepy demon books. Now it's like <laughs> if someone's scene. doing a report <laughs> on Descartes yeah, and they're like looking through them like demons. demons. Huh. This whole section's demons. <laughs> That's great. Why do we have so many demon books? It's like, oh, and she gets out like that like Adventures in Alternate Dimensions book. Ugh. Um, she's just trying to help Angel. She is. And she's trying to understand because he is feral. So she's trying to yeah. understand what he is. Oh, I had a question. Hmm. Um, in the episode, when Giles catches her with all of these demon books, and he realizes that she's trying to understand where Angel is, one, he's not very reassuring to her because he's like, yeah, in hell, things move really, it, time is different, mm. he's going to be tortured forever. Because he doesn't know that, Giles, that Angel's back. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, he's going to be tormented for time we can't even imagine because yeah. eons and eons pass in a minute. Yeah. Okay. And then he says that... He's like, you know how hell dimension time is different than earth time? You know that, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, wait, what episode are they referencing? Episode one. Um, this was an annoying thing that bothered me. She's mean talking Anne? about Anne. And I'm like, how Buffy, different did time like, go? But, remember, people would come out and they were like, oh, old. that's right. But okay. also, Thank Buffy you. was in there for like, not that long. And I'm so, like, okay, yeah. Buffy, like, yeah, you know, like, you don't have to like. You don't like, no, yeah. no. You don't, you don't no, really know. No. You know what would have been cool if she had been in there for like three months? Yeah, I thought that would have been cool. But instead she was in there for a day and then, yeah. uh, what, no time had passed, I guess? In yeah, there? like a microsecond. So, yeah. I mean, if she was just like, yeah, it was like that time that, it, like, it was like hours, but it felt like, you know, it was like or nothing. Or if they had done something cool, like uh, a cup of coffee was like about to fall when she went down into the thing. Oh, and then when she climbed when out, she the out, coffee it's, it's is like falling. just falling. Because, yeah, because <laughs> for her experience, it didn't feel yeah. like time was moving that differently. Mm-mm. But, yeah, you're right. The old people and the tattoos. And yeah, because okay. they've been there for Many, right. many years. I knew you guys would have an answer. The other thing is, if you're trying to cover up that your boyfriend is beating you, should you ever say the word doorknob? Because <laughs> I've never heard of a real life, a person, not real life person, sorry, a person who actually who fell. actually hurt themselves. A doorknob, because a doorknob's like at your hip height. She was like walking. I mean, was, like, I've run forward. into a doorknob and gotten a, uh, a bruise on my yeah, hip because I'm a big klutz. Mm. But your face in a doorknob should... No. I don't think it's ever I think happened. It's like too obvious. Yeah, it's. it's Do you a think she was trying help. to tell him? Yeah, I mean, she anytime someone's like, "Oh my god, I fell," like falling. Okay, but I fall all the time. I know, but like, do you say but like, not on oh, your face. "Oh my god, I I fell"? Like, do you do that, or are you okay, just like, "Oh, here's I fell"? The thing. I am a big fan. I like to tell the story because I am a fan of like, if you take the thing that you're ashamed and embarrassed about and you just like say it, yeah. then you can like own it. So right. like, like when I broke my toe getting out of a chair, I would oh. tell like the whole story of like. Your big I was toe excited. or your little toe? My little toe on my left foot. I oh. was excited because my mom had made me a bagel. And I like <laughs> Wait, hopped. how old were you? I was in college. <laughs> I was like 19, I think, or 20. And I like hopped out of the lazy boy. And I just landed wrong and dislocated and broke my toe. So like, and the, and the, the, the chip of the bone that had happened, the break, made it so that you couldn't put it back in. Oh. So, like, I ended up having to get, like, actual... It wasn't surgery or anything, but, like, I had to get, like, serious pain meds for them to pull the... Oh, my God. Because they wouldn't pop back in. Like, usually whoa. when you dislocate something, yeah, you just, yeah, like, yeah, pop, yeah, it. pop it. So, like, it wouldn't pop in, so they had to, like, wiggle it and, like, slide this. It was... It was That's a bad like But, like, I, it was hopping out of a chair to get yeah. a bagel. It yeah. was, like, as low as you can get. Yeah. So, I'll tell a story. But I have a friend, and this is not a euphemism. Like, she's an actual person. Mm-hmm. Who, when, if she hurts herself, 
and I'll usually get the story like later, but she'll like come into work with like a bruise on her collarbone mm-hmm. or something, and we see it, and you'll be like, "What happened?" Oh, here's I can tell the story. Vanessa didn't tell anybody about getting in the car accident right away. Oh, really? She just came into work like limping, and you're like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "I'm fine." Oh, and then like, like what? And then later. She told, like, I mean, she told it on a podcast, so she's mm-hmm. not, like, ashamed of it or anything. But, like, it was a weird thing of, like, so I guess I know that just because someone is coy about injuries, mm. it doesn't mean they're being abused. Right. I think at this point, this isn't, like, her first time to have to deal with this. Yeah. Mm-mm. So don't you think she would have better stories figured out? Yeah, like, she's better at lying. Or about yeah. she literally has only had two friends. Well, no, she had a friend and a and a boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. And Pete is gross and abusive, and Scott is in a bubble of <laughs> Buster Keaton, Levin, Clotta Ring, by and I don't God. know what. Poor God. Scott Hope. Scott, what a man of man. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, he's what very specific interests. You know. Like yes, he, I think he's supposed to be like quirky and interesting. <laughs> um, I'm just making a face right now yeah. about that. But he's not quirky aggressively quirky. I like. I don't know. He's not. He's just. I mean, I think I, he's just supposed to be so different from who Buffy was with before. I mean, he's right. Oh but my he gosh, also him likes and, he and Angel are to- totally different. Again, okay, but when Buffy <laughs> got a jeweler who's pushing those clotter rings. <laughs> okay, clearly. and when Buffy got the clotter ring, it was a symbol of love when they were going to be separated for a long time, and it was this heavily fraught thing. Yeah. And Scott's like, hey, I got you a present. <laughs> what did he this, say? The guy at the, the jewelry store told me that this thing means friendship. friendship. I'm like, uh, fuck you. No. Ugh. There's a heart on it. I don't know. There's a heart. It can mean friendship. holding a heart. And Friends the heart is wearing a crown. That's the king of love. There's no way it's about friendship. What about like yellow roses? Does that mean friendship to you? Or because they're roses, they can't really mean friendship. Oh like God. if you took a black and white picture, you wouldn't know they're yellow. So therefore, it's not oh my really God. friendship. I don't know why you're attacking me. <laughs> I'm S- Scott Hope is a genuine good guy. <laughs> he grew up to be lovely. He works in public radio. Don't you think? Yeah, he could. Yeah. He never talks about Sunnydale. No, he's he's a really nice person, but he's just out of his element. Like <laughs> he does not totally belong out in of his element. Um, um. Also, midriffs are really big this season. Yeah, so many crop tops. Even Buffy. Yeah, and she wears these weird tank tops that are like so flat. Uh-huh. Like the neck yeah. one of them is flat. It's just like a flat across like spaghetti. Yeah, strap. Yeah, there's very little cleavage happening. Mm-mm. Like she's not wearing push-up bras. No. This is like pre-Wonder bra. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mm. I don't know that Sharon, Sarah Michelle ever wears one. I'm just saying. Um, In the culture. Also, did you notice, like, the mental health stigma kind of going on with, like, Pete? How he was mm-hmm. just, like, throwing around. He called Buffy manic depressive. Yeah. Even though he's literally never seen her manic. As a joke, too. I know. Like, oh. Like, oh, I didn't know you'd be <laughs> manic depressive. Manic depressive chick over there. Because God, she wasn't into Pete, his jokes. Why, why, yeah, because she wasn't into his jokes. Why is Scott friends with them? That's a, a red flag. Well, he's been friends with them since before school. He's been friends with them forever. Mm-hmm. Again, also, we're in Sunnydale, and, like, everybody here dies every week. So <laughs> there must be, like, a low number of people. That's right. Yeah. The, if someone's the pool been there. of potential friendship is really small. I don't know how people still live there. I was thinking about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I they think make, cost of living. We've talked yeah. about like house prices must be really. And cheap. Xander made a comment about that where he was like, "That explains the cost of living around here." They do a lot because that's like, what Xander's one, thinking about one line. Yeah. real estate. <laughs> mm. um, I also like that Willow brought all of her her CSI tools in a lunchbox. Yep, it was the Scooby Doo lunchbox. Yeah, it was cute. Um, she was holding it together really well until like she fainted. Yeah, I was kind of confused about. I mean, I guess it is a, like, mangled body, and that's gross. But, I mean, they've seen so many gross things. Yeah. Like, they live in Sunnydale. I mean... There's the dead body every two minutes. Yeah, I just was surprised at how grossed out they were at this body. I mean, maybe it was because it was in the morgue and mm. potentially, like, has been embalmed or something at this point. Oh, it probably smells bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it could just be, like, the association of pulling this body out of a drawer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very real that this person is dead well, and has and been yeah. sitting yeah. there for a while. They don't touch corpses that much, though. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know, you can be in a room with a corpse and never make eye contact. What it? <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. You guys are giving uh, me room well, to like to clarify or change my statement. I still think it's true. Well, I that kind of happened with the pizza delivery guys in the first episode. They were just a pile of pizza <laughs> yeah, delivery guys. Exactly, and so like they're like ah pizza delivery guys. Oh, I see. They're so you not don't actually. Looking yeah. At whereas it. this, we're literally they were inches away from yeah. the dead body. Touch and Willow is t- fuck. Like getting, yeah, she was like peeling. Like, oh, yeah, it was was she was like getting, she was like scraping. scraping. Yeah, but what was she gonna do with it? She doesn't have a DNA lab. She's been watching Forensic Files <laughs> way too much, clearly. Willow's been like on a binge watch of the Discovery Channel. I mean, she was, she was getting like fibers from underneath the fingernails, which, by the way, the police are never gonna be able to prosecute any crimes if because she took all, all the evidence. We already know that the police are ineffectual in Sunnydale. I don't think. Sure, but the the work that she was doing was the kind of work you do when you're trying to catch a human criminal. I just not realized, the work you do when you want to check and see if your boyfriend murdered. Yeah, him. also like your boyfriend the werewolf. Well, also like she's looking at the tooth marks, but like you aren't a bite expert. You no. don't know what happened here. Like, okay, somebody like broke the skin yeah. here somehow. <laughs> like you don't know. Yeah, I'm just realizing how absurd it is that these three high school students. Mm-hmm. Broke, into, broke the into the fucking morgue and are taking like fingernail scrapings. For what? For <laughs> what? Like she's gonna go into the chemistry lab and then like put it under no. a slide and then I feel say, like, "Yeah, I think a picture, a photograph, like several photographs sure. of the wounds." You don't need to take any part you of don't the body need, with no. you because <laughs> because what is she gonna do? Nothing. I mean, Nothing. I mean. Oh. She'll probably use a Bunsen burner at some point because they love using Bunsen burners <laughs> yeah. on this show. That's true. She's gonna like I don't know, do some experiment and then be like, oh, this is wolf hair or something, right? Yeah, I think uh, if she had seen a tuft of hair, that <laughs> maybe if he had signed the body. <laughs> hey, it's me, Pete. Don't touch my girl. <laughs> Wait, okay. Uh oh, this is embarrassing. Pete killed that guy. Who did you think killed him? Uh, you thought there were like two beasts on the prowl. You know what? At that time, in the episode, at that point, I thought it was going to be a different werewolf episode involving oh. another situation, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's that." No. And then once that was over, <laughs> I was on to the next thing, and I was like, "I don't even." Uh, 
I didn't revisit it. Yeah, okay. it was Pete, though I think Angel found the body. Yes. Right? I still don't know why there's blood on Angel's mouth unless he was... Because yeah, vampires, the, they don't like, want to eat dead bodies, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe he was, like, sucking the blood of a deer mm. or something. It was, like, fresh because it was red. Like, bright red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think he was, like, eating somebody who'd just been laying around for a while. <laughs> um... Buffy's wearing a cowl neck sleeveless top. Do you remember how popular those, those were? Those were a thing. I had yeah. them. I had them, too. Mine had, like, little ties right here and had, like, little strings that came down. Ooh, strings, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. <laughs> no, it, she was wearing that for sure. <laughs> I didn't think about their clothes in this one for some reason as much. Um, as in the first one, probably because of the overall. Well, story. and also we didn't get any Cordelia, and Cordelia is the best dress for the show. Yeah, she, she shows up in the, literally in the last scene to be like, where was I this episode? I know. <laughs> like, well, adorable. she was in the morgue, but what were they wearing in there? Like, <laughs> jackets? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's cold in the morgue. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, well, and I think they were also trying to be stealthy with, like, their dark clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, okay. Uh... uh Oz yeah. is um, locked up, mm-hmm. and he's you know he has just discovered. Oh gosh, something is going on with uh, Peggy, Pe- uh, Debbie, Debbie, and um, meanwhile Pete's been watching the whole time, and he's getting fired up, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Who's touching my woman?" So then he goes, comes up to Oz, and is like, "I'm gonna fuck you up," and yep. breaks it open. They start fighting. Then Oz turns into a werewolf. Right. And then they have, like, we have a cross-species fight. Yes. Um, and I liked that um, Willow runs by and pulls his tail to get his <laughs> yeah. attention. I thought that was cute. It was cute. I think it was fun to see uh, Oz. I mean, that wolf costume. Oh, boy. I, I feel like he's, it's almost hard to call him a wolf because he doesn't look like a wolf. He looks, looks like, like a, a little gorilla. monkey. Yeah. He looks like um, a baby gorilla. Like a, like a brown version of those, um, you know, in Labyrinth, those uh, red puppets that are like, da, 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 and they're like taking off their heads and throwing them at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like that, but like just brown. He should be red. Right? <laughs> right, red. Well, yeah, he's a ginger. Yeah, so. oh, that be cool? like ginger. Um, yeah, werewolf. okay. I don't think I've ever I seen a ginger. I was picturing werewolf. like a bright. No, no, no. Red. I'm not saying he should look like those <laughs> labyrinth animals. I'm saying that he should have a little more ginger in him, but he doesn't. Yeah, no, it would look cool. Um, but yeah, it's a. I mean, it's obviously a man in a suit, a little man. It's very obvious. <laughs> I assume it's a man. They're I cheaper. I don't think it's a kid. <laughs> I think it's a man. A small man. Small man. Well, Seth yeah, Green is, is a small man. So. What if it's what? Seth Green. <laughs> what if it is him? In the suit. <laughs> He's just, just running around. Running on all fours down the hallway. <laughs> I know it isn't, but I'm just going to believe that in my head because uh, it makes me happy. That'd be great. Um, but I think this was another one of those episodes where there were, like, too many supernatural things going on for me. Okay. Like, um, it wasn't as egregious as, like, the bug and the vampire cowboys. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, I remember, like, thinking, like, okay – all of these things are kind of, I guess, supposed to be red herrings, but it just seems like a mish. It's like, like a monster mash. Like well, it like- was piled on, and it also subtracted from them really being able to deal with what was happening with Pete. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like the explanation was in any way satisfactory. No, he was like, okay, he made some weird 
Incredible Hulk style green potion yeah. of some sort mm-hmm. that we're later just going to be like, oh yeah, we looked in his lab books and there's all this stuff about this drink that he made. Yeah, to be, and I, I go back to that thing of like to be more manly. Yeah, which I wouldn't say manly is the primary quality of his demon version. No, his no, yeah, his Mister Hyde is not. It wasn't manly. He's mean. He's angry. I know. Um. Yeah. It. It. It wasn't. It's just it, an evil, mean, sadistic. Yeah, I wish jerk. we could have spent more time. Like, now I'm just like writing it in my head of what <laughs> I wish it were. But like, the, yeah, I think if we had had more time with it, yeah. like maybe Debbie one summer broke up with Pete for like a hot lifeguard. Okay, like and give then, him a little bit. Yeah, more. and then Pete was like, and she was like, "You're just really meek for me." Like, I you. Mm. whatever and then he started taking this thing and it was sort of instead it's just like he seems like because she's so devoted to him yeah with like why did he take any medicine well and then he doesn't need it anymore too like what I think that happens with Mr. with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde right yeah like he starts taking a potion and then eventually he can't control it so I think they're trying to connect to that but even that wasn't that was a scientist experimenting on himself yeah. Which, that's not really, and yeah. This is, the A I mean, plot really didn't, yeah, I think you guys are right. It was too crowded. Honestly, though, I did like that Angel fights the bad guy in the end. Yeah, he whips him with a chain. Whips him with a chain. Like, if we could have gotten <laughs> to that, like, maybe with, if I don't know how we would have gotten the chain. But if we could have gotten to that with maybe no Angel scenes, like, at the end of episode one, he falls from the sky like jelly. I don't know why. He just, like, yeah, plops, he plops out. down, yeah. And then episode two, he shows up to, like, murder some people. And we're like, yeah, ah! Yeah, yeah. That would be cool if the next thing we see is him, like, whipping <laughs> a dude in the face with a chain. But I thought it was kind of weird also in a way, though, because we have this feminist superhero, mm-hmm. this Buffy, and she's fighting this, you know, evil man, beast yeah. type guy. But she can't beat him, and then a guy shows up to save her. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of grody to me. Yeah. I mean, I I understand the reason behind it, because Mm -hmm. it really ties up, like, the angel's back, angel's here for you. Right, and he's angel He's a strong man who really made it through hell for you to get back to you. But I felt like that was a little problematic, especially since the whole episode is supposed to be about this, you know, abusive man mm-hmm. and then instead of getting to see like the woman kick his ass mm-hmm. angel shows up yeah i mean it would have been a nice i mean what i was hoping for was like something along the lines of um when uh chanterelle no lily yeah lily nay chanterelle and uh, now actually and and <laughs> dear god um so ha- has her moment of like finally standing up mm-hmm. and like getting rid of that demon. Yeah. I was, I wasn't really remembering this episode well because maybe it's just because I don't, I'm not really that into it. Yeah. Um. So I was still harboring this hope that, uh, uh, uh damn, what Debbie. the fuck is her name? Debbie. If um, she had won and if she had like stood up in the end and like had I would have remembered her you name. Totally, yeah. yeah. I think you're blocking her out because you don't respect her. I don't not respect her. I get it. There's strength in all different types of forms and um, we should embrace all different kinds of women. But her fucking dying 
and just yeah. like just I forgot like, that she died, and then I was like, oh, that's right. Like in my mind, I pictured a scene with like Buffy and her talking later, but I just yeah. made it up. But like all we get is just like a shot of her corpse on the ground and that's it and like yep. then it's like how can we help Scott get through yep. this and it was very like she got what she deserved she didn't stand up for herself and she let herself get abused which is like yeah that's so icky yeah There's I don't know a decided lack of empathy toward Debbie in the yeah. whole episode well yeah because um, even when she like pushes like um, someone out of the way of shooting the train yeah. at um, I think it's Buffy yeah. And it's like, well, it's just a tranquilizer gun. Like, what the Well, she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't know that. She just sees her, because I don't think she ever stops feeling like she can fix him or take care mm-hmm. of him or that, and like she says over and over, he's all, she's all he has. She's all he has. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she, and I think she, the inverse She is blames true. herself, too. She constantly is saying the reason he's like this is because I drive him nuts and I make him do these things. Oh, Ugh, so sad. It was really sad. I mean, I do think another reason, though, that they had Angel come take out Pete is so that Buffy wasn't killing a human person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because that kind of goes back to not really well defining what's going Mm -hmm. on here. Because Pete is kind of a monster, Mm -hmm. but he's still a a regular, he's a person who just turns into something else. Well, and I feel like, and this has been true all season, but I think it's still true in these episodes. Is there the body count? They're okay with keeping it high. Yeah, people really die. Like um, I feel like in the last season, sometimes they would go to a hospital or they would like no villains are gonna die. Yeah, like they're gonna get killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that also is tricky because like he is just like a guy. I'm no, he's also awful. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, I think that the idea with, because of his relationship with Scott, we're supposed to believe that at some point he had redeeming qualities. I mean, I think that's what the show's trying to tell us. I I think so, too. I just, it's such a stretch for me Mm -hmm. to believe that based on the information we were actually given. Yeah. I was ready for him to die. Like, the instant he said that thing about uh, the Ken doll, I was like, ugh, you gotta go. Wait, and you hate gay people? Like, what is... Oh damn, he might be closeted. Still, still, fuck you him. shouldn't fucking beat no, people. No, you shouldn't up. murder anyone. But that kind of makes it worse for the show. <laughs> I don't like, think the show is saying you have like a like, closeted gay guy, yeah, like a like, rage monster. And honestly, <laughs> yeah, friend. oh boy, we have one closeted gay guy, and he's kind of a delight. Oh, he's great. <laughs> I love Larry. Yeah, I love Larry. Larry's he's, he's 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 so happy. Um, now. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the show is not willing to let Pete off the hook for what he... Like, I don't think we're... I don't know. I feel like Pete and Debbie we're supposed to see as, like, when love goes wrong. Well, yeah, the show's taking, like, a hard line on abuse here. Mm-hmm. Because all the people that you're supposed to be relating with is, like, Buffy. Yeah. She's like, let's take this guy down. Yep. She's... There's no, like, is he... Right. Yeah. Is, he said he won't he do it again. It's okay. yeah. Can we do something with him? It's just like, no, let's go kill this guy right now. Yeah. Everybody, let's go. Yeah. And everybody's like, all right. There are some things that I, um, like, this show is, like, it seems to value certain types of women over other types of women. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we've kind of started going away from, Um 
in the, like the newest Crop. whatever yeah wave of feminism we're in now mm-hmm. um where like i feel like at that time it was like you are strong um you are like strong and don't let people push you around or you're just i don't know like you're less valued i guess because i feel like buffy is seen as like what we're i mean buffy's not always i guess i don't know i think you're right there's like a complication here when when a paradigm shift is happening. Mm-hmm. So up until this point, we had female characters who, you know, I'm generalizing mm-hmm. big time, but we have female characters who are um, acceptable or likable because they are a support figure mm-hmm. or something like that. So now we're seeing in Buffy a shift totally to the other side where we have the lead female role is a kick-ass, awesome, take-charge person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at this point in time, like we're 20 years later, almost, we're seeing kind of the ability to say both of those types of people are acceptable yeah. mm-hmm. as a hero or heroine in a, in a, in a show mm-hmm. or even other types of people who may fall in between these two extremes. Yeah. But I do think even now, I mean, it's the way she's written, so it's, it's fine, but like, I still think that even in a, mo- a more modern show, mm-hmm. the idea of like not of being passive in the face of people di- getting killed is d- like Jessica Jones wouldn't be down with that. No. Like no modern heroine would be down no. with that. Like it's um, it's the what separates a heroine from um, just a I guess a person right like so debbie is not heroic in this i mean the show doesn't show her a lot of empathy and i I think think that that, i think i think in a more modern show like and jessica jones is just the one that's in my mind Mm. right now but i think that using jack london and the call of the wild and this idea of like this examination of masculinity but really that's just an overlay because the character that's still our protagonist that we're still spending more time with mm-hmm. is Buffy. Mm-hmm. And then secondary, really, we spend more time with Willow than we do with Oz. Yeah. Like, we're not really giving men point of view characters, but the show is still trying to define masculinity. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, so, it's so ridiculous that the definition of masculinity is going to be explored by a, a rage monster guy. A rage monster guy, abuser, a, a, a sweet guy who turns into a monster he can't control a couple days a month, <laughs> and a former evil dude who just came out of hell and is feral. And Xander. Okay, oh, here's geez. oh, and Xander. We can't even that. Okay, mess. now this is more just like a silly question. So if you guys think it's too silly, we can like cut this later. But um, I don't know how the fuck did Angel button and zip up oh, his pants. Okay, no, I had some thoughts about that. I was like, okay, first of all, he is so crazed. He's so crazed. He doesn't crazed. know anything that's going on, but he found some cute little cargo pants uh-huh. and put them on and like put, like I was like, so his first They should have been sweatpants. Well, also, why would he even think to put on pants? Like he is What does so he care? Crazed. He probably sat on something. <laughs> he sat on something sharp. He's like, oh, what? oh, oh, and oh. then he's like, oh, what are these? They're pants. And then he pulled them on, and then somehow he oh all God. of a sudden had the motility. I, I guess totally I thought he sat on gum and was like, I got to cover it. <laughs> Maybe it was on my gum. butt. I don't know what's on his butt. Uh, if they only they would show me full backle. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. 
I guess what I'm saying is it should have been that when Buffy no. found him, his pants were unzipped and unbuttoned, and she had to. And they're just like around his knees. Like you do with a child, where you just like, kind of yank like, on him and like, hop, 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 work with me here. Come on. That's how you put kids on kids, on kids right? Um, <laughs> just shake. Don't I, shake babies. I didn't. Yeah, please don't. Um, I don't know. I, I had actually a lot of problems with the fact that he had pants on at all. Because I think he's embarrassed by his quads. Well, he has like business casual small. pants too. I know. <laughs> I feel like if he was wearing like his taekwondo pants or something, like oh, those like his, boudoir pants. Yeah, like if he was wearing boudoir pants, uh, that would. Be, I feel those like those with no underwear on are a problem though, because there's a draping situation that like is it no. a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, the dance it's like they're doing. like basketball shorts. <gasps> yes, which. Yeah, everyone knows that issue, right? I so if you some people don't do they not because I'm always like, are you like harassing the world today? Yeah, or do you not know what's happening? I had a teacher in high school. Oh no, oh. yeah, he taught chem, um, and it, he was gross. He really liked the Asian girls in class. Uh huh. And he had a mail order bride from Thailand. Oh gross! Um, but he would always wear um, joggers. Uh-huh. Which I'm a huge fan of, as you know. Yeah, there. However, I think you need to wear some kind of underwear that's gonna like. Here's mask the thing, or if I think, and this is true, male, female, whatever genital situation you have. Mm-hmm. Um, if I know, if you're fully dressed, yeah, and I have any idea what kind of underwear you're wearing, mm-hmm. you're not fully dressed. I see. What like, you're if you're saying. wearing a thong and it's poking out, I don't want to know. Well, Talon. Yeah, or I. I don't want to know about your underwear. Yeah. So if I, a casual observer who has nothing invested in your underwear, can tell the degree to which you're freeballing, yeah, then it's too much. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, but I'm kind of a prude, I guess. But I, I actually or, don't yeah. really care about seeing someone's underwear. Okay. Um, do you like to you... see? Whatever. We'll talk about this later. Wait, do I like to see? No, what? no, 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 no. Say what you're gonna say. You actually. Oh, it makes me laugh when um, you can see, like, uh, the, like, if a guy's wearing boxer briefs. Yeah. And you can see, like, where it cuffs. Like, it makes you point and laugh? What do you mean it makes you laugh? No, I just think it's kind of funny. Like, you can see, it, like, folds over, you know, so it's, thicker, just a band around the thigh. But you make no judgment. You're just amused. Well, I'm just like, oh, well, no. Okay, my my judgment, yeah, my judgment is, like, there needs to be a thicker material for your pant. Because mm-hmm. I can see, like, your mid-thigh um, It's like panty lines. Band. Yeah. It's like a panty line. I guess I'm just more open than you. No, I think that's probably true. But, I, like I said, but the the thing with the basketball shorts, I'm all, I always am wondering, do you know what you're doing? I mean, you I, can see, like, every... But, like, but like do you stand like, in front of the mirror and jump around? <laughs> well, oh. it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about seeing underwear or the suggestion of underwear mm-hmm. but that's different from like pain print or floppy I guess that's yes. true that is more and I'm still a prude but I would I'd say that's more of a you know what it looks like but um, like you do you I also feel like like if you want to just like wear a mesh coverall mm-hmm. okay yeah no yeah you do you the the pant thing looks like you know when someone um is a sculptor uh-huh. and they like are like I don't want anyone to see my sculpt sculpture so then they put like a sheet over it yeah it's like that it yeah except you can see except like except it's a, fleshy and moves yeah okay so i guess it's like if a person was under there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like a ghost it's like a halloween, halloween ghost. ghost oh um <laughs> like, like that 
there's not even a really easy way to get from what we were just doing back to anything related in these episodes. Except um, that... Uh, oh, you got it? No. Go. I'm waiting. I was just going to go to Angel is wearing pants that aren't like that. Yeah, he's not wearing pants like that. Yeah, he's wearing pants like a sculpture being covered by a sheet. <laughs> Rather than something like wiggly. Rather than a person like doing the Macarena <laughs> under a sheet. Um... <laughs> Okay, um, do we have any, I mean, we kind of pretty much covered <laughs> everything. My last li- my last line I wrote is just poor Scott. No. Because his two, only, only two friends are dead. But Buffy's still dating him. For now. Yeah. You're saying there's I mean, an expiration date on that? Come on, look at him. No, they're going to be together forever. <laughs> it is weird Season that he's... seven going strong, Scott. It is weird that he stays for like 100 episodes. They have <laughs> seven children now. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> Um, do you guys have any final thoughts on these two episodes? What they? Sorry, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm, Why are you apologizing? Because you're looking at me like you're mad. I'm not mad. Okay. Um, I promise. Okay. Uh, Do we have any final thoughts um, on either just these two episodes or the series as a whole or anything? Well, Georgia, you said you watched these kind of like in a vacuum. Yes. Not as part of a rewatch. Right. What and were it was interesting. Takeaways? It was really interesting to me, I guess, the way that I felt about the main characters as opposed mm-hmm. to how I would feel if I was in the midst of, you know, a full yeah. scale rewatch. Because I really didn't like Willow mm-hmm. in either of these episodes. And I usually love Willow. But I think not having the benefit of you know, recently thinking about what she's gone through mm-hmm. or something like that made me just see her actions in the, both of these episodes really in a non-flattering kind of light. Yeah. Like, I didn't like her. I thought mm-hmm. she was really, as I said before, like a crap friend, a crap girlfriend, a fashion nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of issues. Her fashion her. issues don't change she gets she evolves her fashion sense, she but gets it's more gothy later. She but gets gothy, and then she also then she gets really bohemian. It's kind of costumey. She just goes from yeah, costumey yeah. type to costumey type. But it's going to be interesting because yeah, Willow is not is rubbing me the wrong way now, and she is going to make some choices this yeah. season that are not good, not kind choices. No, so I, I feel like I wonder if maybe they're prepping us. For yeah. Her. For her um, downfall from being... Because she was kind of the moral center of the show way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think... It, I don't mind that she's been so annoying these past couple episodes because, like... I mean, to have her be perfect would be annoying. Sure. So I think she's right now, she's, like, in that annoying thrall of, like, oh, I'm dating this guy. I think I also kind of maybe have an issue with that personally because... Mm-hmm. I feel like if you are the kind of person who maybe hasn't been in a relationship um, and your friends are used to you as, like, just you, not Mm -hmm. in a relationship you, there's kind of this automatic assumption that when you get in a relationship, you're going to totally change, you're going to start to ignore people, Mm -hmm. and you're just going to become all about you and be totally selfish. And this just feeds right into that kind of thing, because that's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. And I don't love that they're just making that assumption in the show. Yeah. Well, it's weird because we have, like, they make a whole point in the first episode of talking about the, um, the, like, let's stop being coupley, like, as if those are, like, as if it's a warring duality. Like, you can't yeah. both be in a relationship openly and a good friend. 
Yeah. I mean, Xander can't. Xander and Cordy make out while they're tra- while Buffy is talking to yeah, them. Yeah, I know. They're uh, Will yeah, I mean, Xander... Oz are a mess. But like that is a thing that the show is doing is saying that if you're in a relationship, you can't be a good friend at the same time. Yeah, which I don't think is true. No, I don't either. And I think also they're setting this up kind of in a way where, you know, Buffy was with Angel, so she had this relationship. Now she's not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, but now, like, Willow is in a relationship. Yeah. And it's like, well, how did Buffy act different? And how was Buffy feeling also, like, for example, in this weird dream where mm-hmm. people are just watching them? Yeah. That's kind of gross. It is. Yeah. Um, it's a weird, it's a thing of, like... Like, she's also, on display. Yeah. Like, and Buffy's relationship was very, um, even though he was, I guess, part of the crew in some way, but, like, it was very separate. Well, like, and everybody had opinions and felt really okay mm-hmm. about about having opinions about what she should be doing or how she should be behaving. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think we'll see healthier relationships later on in the series, and we're seeing a lot of very young people having sure. their first relationships, and that's always a fucking nightmare, so... yeah. Um, but do you have anything you want to plug? Um, really, the only thing I have going right now is my blog. I'm like yeah. a giant Shakespeare nerd. It's actually really my main thing. Awesome. And this is like the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's death this year on the 23rd of this month. Um, so there's actually a lot of exciting things going on. I've started blogging the 12 plays I haven't read um, right now, I've just got up a couple of introductory things, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start to explore the plays more. And I'm also going to be doing, um, uh, there's a lot of free Shakespeare mm-hmm. in L.A., so I'm planning to go to some of the performances and talk about that, because performance is a big part of Shakespeare. Yeah. So that blog is www.theshakespearecompletionist.wordpress.com, cool. and I'd be happy to interact with people in there. Um, it's mostly about having a discussion with anybody who's interested in Shakespeare, regardless mm-hmm. of your background or your mm-hmm. knowledge. And uh, I love talking about Shakespeare. So Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Of yeah. course. Thank it's you guys really for fun. having me. It was awesome. These episodes were great to yeah. talk about. Um, next week, did you already know which ones they were? No, I'm glad you looked it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the next ones are Homecoming and Band Candy. Um, ooh, ooh that good. is Band fun. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, Faith, Hope, and Trick was written by David Greenwalt, and Beauty and the Beast was written by Marty Noxon. Cool. Um, which, I mean, I guess kind of explains why we focus so much on the women in that second yeah, episode. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. We will check in with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com.